Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoy the message. I want to give a brief, uh, a brief appreciation to Home Dog right here. Y'all see, I didn't even say his name yet. I didn't even say his name. Uh, he, he's my uncle. <laughs> he looks he like he could be my uncle. Um, we did uh, we did two years of Bible college together. Our first year we were roommates, and you can tell if you see us hang out together, you can tell we are roommates. Um, we uh, we we traveled a lot together during school. We did a lot of um, discipleship in in the school with even with the exchange. Uh, Obviously, he had more of an impact, mainly because he just knows the place and he's and he's bold in in what he does. But his gifting is discipleship. He's a bit his biggest gift I have realized is challenging me in areas that I'm not comfortable with. But it's for me to stretch to grow. And he's and he's brought that into my life. And also the most loving, kind guy. He looks intimidating when you see him. But but when you walk up to him, he's like, "Hey, yo, is Zane Quibbit did you do? What about like he's he's willing to be goofy and have fun." So to end the series, can I get a round of applause for Zane Quibbito? Thank you, man. Love you. Hey, I just want to say something without them hearing. Um, <laughs> oh, he's trying to hold on to me, bro. Well, hey everyone. Hey. hey okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so my name's Zane. Uh, again, I've known Pastor Jacob for, uh, I think it's four years now. And so, you know, we've hung out together. I've bought some nice shoes with him before and then sold it to him because I was too uncomfortable with keeping something that nice with me. Um, <laughs> uh, like these, I've actually like worn them like 15 times and I've had them since like 10th grade. So yeah, they look really nice. It's just because I never wear them because I had like cargo shorts and Crocs and that's all you need. And so, hey, so before I get into the word, um, I have two people who want to testify. Uh, and that is Abby and Brooklyn. If y'all want to come up here and, and, and tell us what happened. So we're hanging out just before service. Oh, that's okay. I was homeschooled. We're, it's, it's all good. Same thing. All right. Yeah. So if you want to come up here. I'm also super weird, so I, mean, I can go, there you go. and Yeah, so now you can feel comfortable because you can't get lower than that. All right, here you go. <laughs> Testify what happened. Do I have to go first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So basically, like, at the beginning of the month, uh, I injured my knee. Um, doctors and trainers and therapists, they were all telling me that my ACL was torn. And that would mean that my basketball season's over, might not come back the same, all that. And so earlier, Zane was like, oh, can I pray for you? And I was like, I mean, yeah. Um, and he, <laughs> I, I guess so. And he, <laughs> he prayed, and, like, it was an immediate, like, I used to only be able to bend my knee a little bit, and now I can do this. Ow. And I can do this. <laughs> Somewhat. And I can bend my knee like this. And uh, now I have full confidence that I'll be back um, soon. So yeah. Oh God, I'm scared. Okay, so oh, what's up? 
It's okay. You just gotta go. So y'all can't make fun of me with this one because my whole life I've been dyslexic. And I was, like, telling Zane about it, and he prayed over me, and then, like, he made me read, and, like, I read, like, two paragraphs, and I had no problem getting my B's and my D's mixed up. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, so that's that's God, and he can do it through anyone, because I am very much an anyone kind of person. Um, so, hey, so we're going to get into this uh, this last week, and uh, it's about dry places, um, I think... Yeah, okay, yeah, so we're doing the intro, okay, and uh, just to let y'all know, if you feel like, man, I want to, like, get to know a little bit more about the Bible or, like, a little bit more about the scripture, um, I actually have a podcast, shameless plug, uh, if you can throw it up right there, it's just called Zane Quibido Podcast, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, uh, I got the Crocs, I got, I look like Kevin from The Office, um, <laughs> I got a gorilla suit on, and we had a whole music video that you can check out on my Instagram with a little rubber duck. It's amazing. And then that's not Clyde uh, hoodie right there. So if you want to check out some stuff after hearing like how I communicate, and you're like, wow, that seems interesting. I think I'd like to listen to more of this weirdo. Um, I have a podcast. So yeah, I mean, y'all can pull out your phone now if you want to look it up and and follow me, you know, like and subscribe, drop a comment, smash the like button, turn on the notification bell, you know, get the algorithm going. Anyways, so let's get, <laughs> uh, let's get into this sermon. Um, so uh, the title of uh, this sermon is called The Solution. Um, so the cool thing is about dry places, I was literally just in like a dry place or, or like a dry season uh, of my life. Uh, and uh, I grew up all my life in church, like I'm 21 years old. I think I did the math. I think I've been to like 2,400 church services throughout my whole life. So, yeah, I've had many dry seasons, but I've also, God has been able to bring me through at least six dry places or like dry seasons at the very least. And um, and so with this message, I want to show you how to get through a dry, a dry season because uh, a lot of people, so this world will say, oh yeah, you know, if you do this and this, uh, th th then you'll get better. But that's like a Band-Aid, and I'm trying to get, like, fully healed, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want something that I have to, like, keep putting, like, aloe vera or some, like, vapor rub. Or, like, uh, my parents are, like, uh, my mom's into essential oils. So, like, I don't want to put deep blue, like, all <laughs> on my leg every night. Like, I just want it fully healed because this stuff is expensive. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to show you the solution uh, out of dry places. So let me ask you a question. Who's in a dry season right now where you kind of like maybe feel distant from God or you may just be like, man, I'm reading his word, but there is just nothing. Like it's like an ashy elbow right now. Yeah. Okay. So we got, we, we got a few people. Look, Hey, I literally just came out of a dry season like two days ago. Okay. So like, or, or, or three days ago. And so, uh, I'm sharing this from experience and from years, um, of getting through this. So, um, let's talk about Gordon Ramsay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about Gordon Ramsay. So, uh, with Gordon Ramsay, you know, I, I'm guessing everyone knows who Gordon Ramsay is. You know, he, he, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's like a cooking show, and then he's just like this five star chef, and he yells at everyone all the time, all the time. And then there's that one lady who was cooking, and he put like two pieces of sandwich bread on her head, and she's like, "What are you, an idiot sandwich?" I was like, "Jeez, that's like going after my whole career. Like, <laughs> I'll get into Legos or something. Get out of this." I had this little cooking area. But um, so so if you've seen his TV shows like Hotel Hell or Kitchen Impossible or something like that, he goes to these restaurants, he goes to these businesses, and he literally just exposes everything. Like 
All of it. So he's like, wow, your food, it's like pig's puke. Oh, over here, like, uh, have, did you know that you can clean this? Have you ever seen a, a, a wash rag before in your life? And he's just like, the, the, the fridge, and you see like this back corner. He's like, this is a mouse. This is an entire mouse. It's like, there's, it's a skeleton right now. And, and so he will call every single thing out. But then there are those times where he's like, oh, this is actually really good. Keep this. Like, this is, this is popping. This is good. He'll look at the decor. He'll look at the food. He'll look at the management. He'll even look at the, the owners of it. And he's like, yeah, your attitude sucks. <laughs> it's like, you are horrible. And they're like, what? No, I'm not. It's like, see, you're arrogant. And that's why this business is failing. It's, you are failing this whole restaurant. Oh, my. Next episode. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Gordon Ramsay is there to help the business. He's there to help the business. Now, he just ruins everyone's whole what they were like <laughs> when he walked in. But he like remade the entire business. He remade people. Uh, and like he is there to help and restore what was just decaying. Um, and so with Holy Spirit, think of him kind of like Gordon Ramsay, okay? But look, here's the thing, is he's more like, he can pick out a lot more things than Gordon Ramsay can. And the thing is, is Gordon Ramsay didn't watch their whole life growing up. Holy Spirit has been with you your entire life. So he can point out every single memory, why you do every single thing that you do, why, why I have a mole right here, not right here. Like, he knows everything. But the thing is, is he may tonight or maybe even the next few days start calling some stuff out. And you, you may feel like poo-poo trash. <laughs> you may feel like, that's not me. Uh, but it is. And, but the thing is, is Holy Spirit is there to help. Because when Gordon Ramsay gets a hold of a kitchen uh, and, and a restaurant, and he's able to build it back up, that place prospers. And he's like, I love food, and I love watching people grow. So I'm going to do this, and it's going to hurt, but I want to represent this food to people that they're like, wow, this is amazing. I want to come here more often. And so tonight, I want to be able to help share with you how Holy Spirit can come into your life to transform you. That way people, when they hang out with you, they're like, man, I want to hang out with them again. They're like, awesome. Like, what are they, what are they cooking up in that kitchen? Um, so that's what I'm going to be sharing. So uh, imagine this. You're in a dry season. Why is it dry? There's no water. There you go. As simple as that. There's just no water. Um, that's why it's dry. It's crusty. Uh, no lotion, no nothing. Like there's just no hydration. You, you are missing dihydrogen monoxide. You are missing the H2O. That's what you're missing. There you go. Simple as that. See you next week. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, so dry seasons happen when we don't have water. And then you can prolong, um, a dry season if, when the rain starts coming, if you don't break up the ground around the trees or around the plants, uh, you, you don't till the ground, which is pretty much like breaking up the ground. Because if you have a dry season, so like Louisiana, we had just flooding for like a month. And then now we're probably going to go into like a, just a dry season for no reason. And then snowing and then killer hornets or something like that. Maybe Tiger King might fall out of the sky. I don't It's Louisiana. You don't know what the weather is. Um, but with a long enough dry season, you'll have hard dirt. You'll have hard soil. And the thing is, is the water can't get through that dirt. So you have to break it up um, un unless it'll just flood. It'll just, hey, can you pull up the second tree picture? Yes, I did that, guys. I'm an artist. I'm Michelangelo. Um, so right here, you have the dry dirt, okay? If it's crusty and dry and has been dry for a while and hasn't been broken up, that water is just going to flood. 
And it's not actually going to seep into uh, the roots because a tree will receive nutrients and water from the roots. So if you try to have the tree getting rained on, no, it doesn't work. If you try to have it on the trunk, no, fail, fail. Like Gordon Ramsay will just be, you're a failure or something like that. Like you have to get it from the roots. And so what we want to do is, if you can slide the picture before, yeah, it's beautiful, I know. Uh, we want something that actually bears fruit, um, that has water and roots and people coming around and, and, and having a blast and, and have something that people can actually feed off of. Um, so if we want this, does anyone want this tree to, to be, do you, you want to reflect this tree? It's like, man, I just want to hang out. It's like, it's nice shade, especially in Louisiana. It's like, it's cool at night and or like, it's cool in the, during the day. So that's just amazing. So I want to be like this. I want to be fruitful. So let's look, uh, if y'all have, uh, your Bibles. Oh, <laughs> look, Hey, here's the thing. I believe that the government will be crazy soon, and I believe that this world is wicked. You should have a personal physical Bible. Like, stay strapped. Like, that is literally, like, your Glock. Um, no, like, I'm, I'm straight up, like, no cap and all cap, period. Like, j- j- just, just learn to get a physical Bible, mark it up. Like, that is your weapon. Um, it, it's so fun to use, too, because, like, again, like, with those healings, I just read the Bible. It's like, oh, bet. Let's do it. <laughs> and then it happened. And so, um, so it is amazing. And this is where I'm finding all, the, this is where I'm finding the solution. So, uh, in Psalm 1, we're going to be reading that. And I want us to imagine us like this tree or like a tree, okay? So you have the branches, okay? So the branches is like whenever we express emotions or whatever what's happening right now. So, like, um, let's say you just finished like a test and then you just got the grade. So that grade is like the leaves or the branches. Then you have the trunk. And so the trunk is how you present yourself, how you grow, how you kind of express yourself. So you may just be just a straight up and down tree. You might be like that. Um, but, but, but that's how you present yourself. That's the stuff that's happened in your past. And that's what helps shape you uh, on how you present yourself. Then there's the roots. Okay. Can someone say roots? Okay. I'll leave that one for the last. And then you have the soil. The soil is what you feed off of. So for me, when I was in my dry season, my soil was YouTube, okay? <laughs> like, it wasn't the Bible, it was YouTube. Uh, when I needed to be fed or when I wanted to grow, I watched how a, a monkey climbs up a, a tower with mayonnaise on it or something like that. Like, that, that, is, that is what I fed off of, and I was so dry and <laughs> dehydrated and empty, um, And then lastly, you have the roots and the fruits, okay? So the roots is what you devote yourself to and what you worship. So if you worship YouTube or TikTok, the the renegade, I'm saying, um, that that, that is what you're going to spend your energy on. And so when you're tired and you're like, oh, okay, I only have 15 minutes before bed, like that last thing, like that's what you usually most care about. Or, or, or what you're thinking about first thing in the morning or what you're thinking about last thing at night, that's usually what you're worshiping. Or, or when something bad happens, you go to what you devote yourself to. So if your presentation, if your trunk gets chopped down, what are you left with? Who are you really? What do you worship? What is your core? Um, and then that is what we have. And the, the fruit is, is literally just the byproduct of where you're planted. It's it, it, what you receive, which is water and soil. 
and then son, like that. So from yourself, you bear fruit. So everyone following with me? Bet. Okay, so Psalm 1, uh, verse 1. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree. Oh, wow, look at that. He's like a tree planted by streams of water. And then we had that picture earlier. But that was a stream of water because I did that on purpose. Um, that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And all, that it, and all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Does anyone know what chaff is? Cool. We got one and a half people. So, you know, okay, yeah, 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 so it's literally nothingness on a little rice thing that you just, you just got to throw away because it serves absolutely no purpose, kind of like wasps, they serve no purpose, you just, you just kill them all and, and nothing happens to the world, you kill bees, flowers die, but you kill wasps and they're just, okay, you killed some more demons, I guess, (laughs) um, so that's chaff. It's like it's it's literally nothingness. And so, uh, but pretty much what happens is is when you um, separate like chaff and rice or like chaff and wheat, uh, what happens is in the Middle East it's very windy. And so what you do is is you grab this pitchfork. It's called a winnowing fork, but you toss up on this little floor, like this concrete floor. You grab a bunch of wheat, you know, like some wheat sticks. You toss it up, and then the wheat sticks blow away, which is the chaff. And then the wheat grains that we eat, like in bread, that falls down on that concrete. And then you collect all the wheat, you put the wheat in the barn, the chaff blows away, you're like, toodaloo, and, and, then, and then you eat the wheat. And so the wicked are like that chaff that just get blow, blown over and forgotten. But the wheat, that is something that is treasured. So that is uh, Psalm 1. So here's the thing, if you feel crusty, the world may say, hey, Maybe you just need a little sprinkle of water. No, because here's the thing. If, if, if you're planted away from the stream, then that means you have to pray every day. God, can I feel your presence? God, can I be founded in you? God, can I like, like, can you, can you just be with me? Can I just be filled with your grace? And you have to stress out every single day that like, I like that, that Jesus is near me, bro. Just be planted by him. Like that's, that's the solution. <laughs> like don't just try to put a bandaid on something you have to like, or, or some neosporin that you have to put on constantly. No, just plant yourself there. And so what do we plant ourselves in? Well, if we look at Psalm one, uh, verse three, no, verse two, it says his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law, he meditates day and night. Whenever you meditate, you start to be shaped by that thing. So if I was meditating, that whales crackers are better than goldfish. And I thought about it day and night. And I started uh, coming up with reasons or just finding out more and more reasons why whales are better than goldfish. Um, then, then I actually like my conversations will start to shape towards that. That becomes the center of my universe, the center of my world. Or when I was younger, I wanted uh, the Lego Death Star. So me cleaning my room was towards getting that, that Death Star. Me laughing at my dad's dad jokes, I just liked my dad's dad jokes. But my mom's jokes, I, just, I laughed because I was like, I want that Death Star. Like, oh, 
Oh, son. Oh, Zane, you're cleaning the dishes? Yeah, I'm just cleaning the dishes. What the death star? <laughs> and so when you start to meditate on something, that becomes your foundation and the very ground that you walk on. Everything, uh, every step that you take is founded on the thing that you are meditating on or that you're grounding yourself in. So you want the word of God as your foundation. So when storms come and things are about to like push you off, you want the word of God as your foundation that you can take root in. And then you want to be refreshed by the water. Uh, the next passage, Luke 3, 4 through 20. Uh, I'm just going to read uh, verse 8 and 9. Uh, it's really fun. John the Baptist is straight up. No capping, no fluffing, no beating around the bush. He's just like, it is what it is, man. I'm sorry. Um, and so you look at Luke chapter 3, verse 8 through 9. Uh, and it actually talks about bearing fruit. Uh, and, and, and they see another tree illustration. Like the Bible's full of trees, and I love trees. And, um, and so this is what we're going to talk about is trees. And um, so what happens is, so let's say you decide, hey, I don't want to bear fruit. Or, or, or you may be like, hey, I do want to bear fruit. Well, we're going to see what happens if you want to bear fruit, and you actually start bearing fruit. And then we'll see what happens if you don't bear fruit. So uh, let's look. Luke 3, verse 8 and 9. So John the Baptist says, bear fruits in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. So this little passage, this may be like, okay, why? Well, oh, all right, that's a verse in the Bible. I don't really understand it. So, so pretty much what John is saying is like, hey, you can't depend your faith on your mama's faith. So you have to own up for your own faith. Because it's like, oh, well, I have my mom who believes. No, you're not your mom. You are you. And so you have to own up to your faith and you have to bear fruits. And so you see, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. You could see tearing up that soil in that dry place or even being moved to the stream of water. That is allowing that Gordon Ramsay to move you and say, hey, I'm struggling. I am failing. Please change me any way that you need me to change because I know with you there's success. So if I need to be ripped up from where I am and placed somewhere else, if I need to be in a different part of management, move me so that I can prosper. And so that's uh, keeping with repentance. So Jesus, I suck right now and I need help. I am failing on my own. I still trip over my feet. I need you to guide me in everything that I do. And so that is bearing fruit. So bear fruit, in keeping repentance, in allowing God to continue to show you your day-to-day -day stuff. Like, hey, God, what am I wearing today? I know Jacob asked that question. <laughs> like, hey, man, like, what, what, what should I drip out in uh, tonight? I was just, hey, but like, literally, like, I grew up with Holy Spirit for about a decade, and like, I have asked him those questions. Hey, God, man, what should we eat for dinner? And I'll look in the pantry, it's like, Man, well, this looks good. Well, hey, we could eat this if we want to. I, I've played video games with him and eaten a pizza and a half. And like, yeah, like we have done life together. And like, I want you to know, he wants to do the miraculous and the mundane with you. He wants to be bored with you. Okay, because that's super fun. Because you start to hear his, like, I wonder if. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. And then you start to, it's amazing. So keep with repentance. Keep allowing him to shape who you are. And so... That's verse 8. And then in verse 9, it says, Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit 
is cut down and thrown into the fire. Hoof. <laughs> so uh, if you want to bear fruit, or like if you don't want to be chopped up and thrown into a fire and then be no more and to be completely forgotten, then bear fruit and bear good fruit. And how do you bear good fruit? Keep with repentance. Uh, verse 17, remember how I talked about like that winnowing fork and the chaff? Yeah, so uh, in verse 17, it actually says his winnowing fork, or talking about Jesus, his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Here's the thing. God is a good God. He is upright. He's not this dirty, low-down dog. So he will keep his farm clean. He will keep his orchard clean and mess-free. So with the dead stuff, he will burn. And he'll probably use it to cook some bacon. And you're the person who's getting burned and you don't get any bacon. And that, that sucks. <laughs> so I want to bear fruit and I want to get some bacon. Come on, somebody. Can I hear the church say amen? <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> Enough with that. Okay, John 15, uh, verse 1 through 12. And I have, a, I have my ESV, but this is a CSB. So it says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking to, uh, to his disciples. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces food, fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Look, if you thought you were going to get out of God like cutting some branches or cutting some things out of your life, sorry, but he's going to do it uh, whether you bear fruit or not. But the thing is, is if, what is the purpose? To produce more fruit. So uh, in a practical step, hey, maybe God doesn't want you to listen to secular music for a month or even music at all. I've, I've had that before, like not listening to music at all. Um, and I was like, man, why would I do this? But in that process, I actually uh, bared a whole lot more fruit. And I was able to see more miracles, healings. I was able to like, I felt changed in my heart. Like I felt restored and I felt very close to God. Um, and now it wasn't forever. No, it was only like for a month. Or, or maybe, hey, sell your video games. <sighs> Literally just kind of, I'm, I'm going through that process right now. It's still very fresh. But like God said, hey, you want to get to that next level? Sell your games. I was like, come on. <laughs> the thing is, it's like God showed me, it's like, look, okay, out of all the hours that you had in video games, I'm talking like thousands of hours, like multiple thousands, probably 10,000 hours. Yeah, like. Anyways, like when Breath of the Wild came out, I played five days straight of 15-hour days of that game. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus. Anyways. Um, so, so there are things that you need to prune so that God can produce more fruit. Now, here's the thing. Again, I've been a Christian for at least, I think, about 13, 14 years. So there are some things that, like, maybe a little up higher that, that you may not have to go through. But maturity comes through uh, obedience. You want to be mature? Obey. There you go. Um, that's why I'm mature. Yeah. <laughs> Next verse. <laughs> you already clean. Uh, you are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. So, so don't just come to him, be planted, and then just kind of like, you know, slide to the left, like away from him. But remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. 
because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. Wow, so you can, if you don't bear fruit, you're tossed to the side like a branch and then you start withering. You start dying inside and outside and all over. That sucks. Um, and then they gather them, they throw them into the fire and they are burned. I see a pattern. With Jesus, producing fruit. Without him, fire. We'll, we'll, go, with, we'll go with fruit because it's good. Uh, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. So remember that remaining is like being founded in him. It's like that soil. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. That's what God is glorified by. And then as the father... Uh, as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. So Jesus is not calling you to do something he hasn't done already. So don't feel like you're alone in this, because he's going to walk with you step by step. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. And so here's the thing. Jesus loved his father before anyone else. And then from that, from loving him, he's a perfect God and he has perfect love. That way it can trickle up to other people. So don't. So when he says, uh, love others, I have loved you. Jesus didn't love you before he loved God. He loved God before he loved you. Because from that relationship, he's able to trickle into you and he's able to get supported by the father. Because I'm weak and I get sleepy. And you saw the disciples in the gospel. They slept on Jesus, literally, uh, in his darkest hour. And so with that, we see soil. We see fruit. We see, uh, even in verse 1 of John 15, it says, God is the gardener. So you see that little guy right there on the left, or, or the right with the scissors? So he prunes the branches. And then that guy is the guy with the axe laid to the root. So he's, he's prepared to strike down the tree. He's prepared. But the father is the, is the gardener who's pruning you to bear more fruit. And then um, lastly, I want to show a Revelation 21. Come on, somebody. Love Revelation. Super fun. Um, here's the thing about Revelation, okay? Most people are like, you're going to be burned in hell if you don't repent now! The devil's coming! And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Whoa, what no okay yes but like that is so not the focus my like my guy that is not the focus that is not the focus okay you know those action movies okay let's think of like incredibles okay um the father when he sees his kids and his family trapped and about to get like murdered or uh, uh from the office muck ducked um here's the thing the father he is going to murder anyone that he needs to to get to his family. He doesn't care how inhumane it is. He doesn't care how, how like, the timing or the aesthetics. No, he's just going full-on ballistic. I am getting my kids and nothing will stop me. And the people who tried to get my family, oh, they, are, they won't be anymore. Let's just say that. They, they went to the old farm. <laughs> okay? That's revelation, is the king is saving his kids. The husband had his bride taken, actually his bride left, then was taken, and now he's going back for his bride. He's saying, oh, 
Oh, I am, when I am finished with this enemy, there will be no more tears. There will be no more pain. There will be no more death because all that I murdered it. It is no more. And now it's me and my wife. And then, and the, and the, and the father, he says, it's me and my kids now. And, and, and all throughout this time of, of revelation, like the end times, here's the thing. Holy Spirit is here as a free gift from the father. He's like, Hey, here's your new best friend. I don't, okay. Has anyone played, um, the, the GameCube game Mario Sunshine? an old game okay come on let's go okay so anyways mario uh has to clean up this whole place but he gets this little hose thing that like shoots water and cleans up paint and he's trying to get bowser jr um the thing is it's like he's he's his new buddy he's his new best friend and so what holy spirit is is through that whole thing of the father just just beating on everyone and the and the groom just smacking on some devils um the Holy Spirit's like, hey, this way, and then we're gonna finesse our way out of here, and then get to the King, and um, it just, and like, and and that's what Revelation is. It's this awesome story of us being able to be reunited with our Father, and then there's no more pain, there's no more being scared, there's no more depression, there's no more anxiety because we are in the arms of the Father, and that's it. All of that, it, like, it died. Like, it's. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, gameplay of Doom, but, like, it got ripped and torn. Like, it is, you can't recover, okay? Like, there's no Advil for that. So, Revelation 21. Um, so, the cool thing is about this is, um, is, is I want to share with you, as we're the tree, and as we're bearing fruit, well, what is the soil? What is the water? Who's taking care of us if we're a fruit tree? Because most fruit trees, you take care of them. And it's like, who are all these people? And so the soil is the word of God. The water is Jesus. The the sun, you could say, you know, the fireball in the sky. Um, that is, you could say, like the Holy Spirit who is warming you up and energizing you to grow. And then uh, the Father is the gardener. And so you see all this. And, and all of this is working together for our good. It was really cool because there's a verse about that somewhere. You should look up. <laughs> but um, and, and then we're about to see pretty much all of them in Revelation. Uh, and like we're going, we're nearing the end of Revelation. There's chapter one, and then there's chapter twenty-two. They're beautiful because like, man, death has died. It is no more. It's like back there. You, you know, like how like those movie scenes where it's like, yeah, man, how's it going? And you just see like all these dead bodies just like in the back, like nothing happened. It's like, yeah, you know, just just living like Larry. You know, just having fun. <laughs> Like that's the, that's pretty much what's happening. That's that's the part of Revelation that we're in. Is everything's fine now? They're all dead. We're about to go get ice cream. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Pastor Jacob, we're getting ice cream. <laughs> okay. Yes. So uh, Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse five uh, through seven. We see here the soil and the water. And let me see if this is yep the CSB. So then the one seated on the throne, which is God, he said, look, I am making everything new. He also said, write this because these are words, uh, these words are faithful and true. So this is the soil. Okay. These are faithful and true. And mine, uh, uh, the ESV actually says, for these words are trustworthy and true. So this is something you can snuggle in and get founded in. Okay. What he's about to say. It's the next verse. Then he said to me, it is done. It's done. Okay, all those guys, done. <laughs> I am the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end. 
I will freely give to the thirsty from the spring uh, of the water of life. So there is the soil. Now here's the water. And then if we look at uh, verse 8 and 21, we see the vine and the gardener. He said, uh, but the cowards, faithless, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. Okay, so that little part in all liars, their share will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. A lot of people just take that little thing like, oh, you're lying, you're going to hell. <laughs> you're like, geez, grandpa, like, what's going on? King James be wilding out over here. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> yeah, so, so we see, look, the cowards, the faithless, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. So have you ever been lied to? Have, have, you, have you ever been, have, okay, have you ever been idolized by a young kid and you're like, please, I'm not that cool. Um, and then like sorcerers, people trying to like manipulate you or intimidate you to do their will. So like toxic relationships, talking about sorcery or like some witchcraft, manipulating you or intimidating you to do something you don't want to do. Sexually immoral, sex before marriage, um, sex in your like adultery. So like anything outside of man and wife getting married and then having sex. Oh, no, no, you're good because you're good. You're good. You're totally good. Yeah, so sexually immoral is anything outside of the uh, the confines of marriage. So if you're married and then have sex with the, someone like outside of that marriage, that's sexually immoral. If you have sex before marriage, uh, masturbation, stuff like that, sexual immorality. Uh, then there's murders. Has anyone tried to like murder you or like tweet? You, you know, like, like, like someone just ends your whole career. You're like, gosh, you just murdered my whole career. Uh, the, 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 then there's detestable. You know, the guy like the mouth breather who doesn't brush his teeth. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the detestable. Come on, somebody. Um, the faithless, the faithless. Hey, the, those who are like, hey, yeah, I'll be there for you. And then they do, and then they just ghost. You're like, bro, it's horrible. And then, and then the cowards. You're like, man, okay, I finally feel like I can step out in faith. Hey, you with me? And they're like, my gosh, you dingus, <laughs> you cheese ball. Here's the thing. None of those will be with us in the end. You won't get betrayed. You won't uh, feel cheated on. You'll be safe and secure and whole. Come on. Let's go. You won't be lied to. Instagram, get some of that. And so their share will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. This gives joy because I know I'm really going to be safe. I'm going to be safe. Next, uh, next verse, the 27. Nothing unclean will ever enter, enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those written in the Lamb's book of life. So what's really cool about this is that we see the gardener taking out all those bad leaves, all those things that are, um, that, that, that are not bearing fruit, all those things that are poison to us or toxic to us or just idle. He's taking all of that out and he's making sure only the good stuff lasts. And I think that is beautiful. And then, and then lastly, we see the sun. Verse 22 through 27. 
and, and I'm wrapping up. So 22, we have it. There we go. And so John is speaking right now, and he says, I did not see a temple in it, because that's where people would pray. Um, that's where God's presence would be. Uh, and then right now as a Christian, the temple is here in our heart. Uh, so I did not see a temple in it, somewhere holy to go, because the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it because the glory of God illuminates it and, the, and its lamp is in the Lamb, or the lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its night and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never close by day because it will never be night there. They will bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those written in the Lamb's book of life. That is incredible. And I think of the, the progressive commercial, and I'm, and I'm starting to end with this. This is probably the worst thing to end with. Uh, <laughs> uh, but with, the, uh, with some of the progression, or the Progressive, wow, I forgot the name. But well, with the progressive commercial, flow will kind of be like in the shadows. And you're like, why are you in the shadows? Like at this gas station, like wanting to tell me about my car insurance. It's weird. Um, in heaven, you won't have people sneaking up on you or trying to sneak into heaven or, or, or try to loophole their way in so that they can manipulate you or, or, or so that there may be pain or that there, that there may be disruption or division. There's nothing like that. Nothing can hide from the glory and the presence of God. You will always be known. You will always be seen in the new heaven and in the new earth. God actually says in Revelation that he's going to take us up. He's going to burn this entire world with fire. He's going to burn all of it. And, and fire means purifying, purification. He's going to burn all of it. And then he's actually going to keep us in heaven for a while, for about, I think, about a thousand years. And then he's going to make a new earth, a brand new earth. I think it looks like a Minecraft cube, if I remember correctly. It's just it's, it's a cube. Um, but this is where we're going to be living. It, it's a new heaven and a new earth, a fresh start. And I know with, with, with dry places, the solution is we need a fresh start. We need God to water us. We need the soil to give us nutrients. We need a gardener to keep us in check and keep us in the proper shape. So I don't know if you've ever seen a fruit tree that's never been taken care of or never been trimmed or pruned, but it looks ugly. So you may have good fruit, but it looks ugly and it's not producing as much as it should. You need the sun to energize you and to warm you. Holy Spirit is there. When, when this dark, cold world is just coming over you, and you have the Holy Spirit to warm you up, to keep going, to keep growing. He's, he actually empowers and teaches and reminds you of who God is. And, and, and Holy Spirit, when he's inside you, he actually cries out, Abba, which means Daddy, Father. Because remember, like, our Father, you can call him Dad. Hey, Dad, did you see that? Hey, Dad, can you do this? Hey, Dad, can you do that? Like, as a kid, you're so dependent on your dad. You can mooch off him as much as you want because he's just so in love with you. And every time he disciplines you, you know it breaks his heart. It actually says, I think, in tw like 20-something times, every time God disciplines you, it's because he loves you. 
every time it says that the Lord's discipline is for his children, for those who he loves. And so if you feel dry, you need Jesus. You need God. You need the whole Trinity. You need them as a whole working in your life so that you do not dry up and be empty and feel so dehydrated and so tired that you can't even make a single move. The Trinity, our God, is there to refresh you. Be planted by Him. Be near Him, and you will never be dry. You will bear much fruit, and that fruit draws people in. And you get to feed other people, and you get to be the shade for other people. And let's say when, when you pass away into the next life, you can cut down that tree and actually make shelter for people, fires and furniture. And so that tree, though it takes maybe a long time to bear fruit, it will last for generations. The last scripture I want to talk about, and I don't have it, um, I don't have it marked, but it's Galatians 5. In Galatians 5, it talks about uh, the fruits of the Spirit. So what kind of fruits do we need? We, we know we need to bear fruit in keeping repentance. But what are those fruits? So Galatians 5, verse 22, says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control and those who don't like rules well you're in luck because it says for those who do such things there is no law there are no rules if you keep these fruits and in revelation we talked about you know those who are detestable and liars and stuff like that you almost see this mirror like who's going to stay there well it's the opposite of that you see it in galatians 5 so uh for those who uh, for those who feel like they, they're in a dry place and you want to be refreshed, um, you can either raise your hand or come up to the front. And Pastor Jacob, if you can come up. Um, and, and, and I just want to pray for you. Like me and Pastor Jacob, we can just pray for you uh, if you want to be refreshed. Because um, I know I needed it. I was prayed for. Um, I've had counseling. I've had friends to encourage me uh, during my dry seasons. I know I've had to been corrected. I know I've had to been pruned. I know I've had to be replanted. And so if that's you, if you can just come up here. Um, or, or, or raise your hand and we can just pray for you. Um, yeah. Can we give a hand clap for, for his message? <clears throat> he did an incredible job. I think it's a challenge for everybody who needs to be rooted in a place where God is. Because without his root, you won't be able to bear fruit the way you're supposed to. And that was an incredible message, man. That really spoke to me in, in a way. Um, we're going to pray for you guys, but I'm going to pray a blessing over everyone before we leave because I know it's really late. So if you need to go home, you can. But if you need prayer, me and Zane are here. Uh, if you need anything, but um, I'm going to pray for you guys first before you, before you go. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for the revelation of being rooted in you in a dry season. Father, we pray, Lord, that, that we meditate on your word not just pray to you but lord we talk with you lord we we pray that we we get into a moment in moments of praise and moments of worship to stay rooted lord because you are the only vine that we can stick to lord if we have been bearing no good fruit lord we pray that you strip it off of us and that you encourage us to bear the fruit that we're supposed to love joy peace etc the list of the fruits of the spirit lord we ask 
for you to reveal the fruits to us so that we can bear them, so that you can prune us to bear even more fruit, Lord. We want to be blessed and multiply that. Father, we thank you. We honor you for this message tonight, and we thank you for this series. For you have shown us that a dry place is not a bad place, but it's the right place, it's the right moment at the right time, Lord. You put it here for us. Lord, we thank you, we honor you, and we bless you. In your mighty, matchless son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.